In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. When I was talking about the passion, you heard one little part there that Matthew mentions, John, Luke, they all mention the same thing, of the woman watching Jesus standing afar. And yeah, they're all named Mary, so it seems. <laughs> but there was one specifically, I suppose they're all maybe thinking like this, but I can't imagine what Mary, his mother, is thinking while she's watching her son. And maybe it's kind of what we're all thinking. If you, if you read this gospel lesson, if you, if, uh, if you, the whole gospel of Matthew, uh, if you were just to observe this one day here, um, what a weird juxtaposition. This wonderful day of Palm Sunday and people celebrating this Jesus as hero and king. And now he's on the cross. What was Mary thinking as she's looking up and she's seeing her son? Obviously, how heartbroken she was. I wonder if she thought, what in the world just happened? <laughs> what was this all about? How did we get here? She was told by the angel she's going to have the Son of God. He's going to save the people from their sins. He's going to be the Savior. He's, he's going to be the new king. All these things. Jesus showed great promise, of course, with the miracles, the healings, and the speaking, and the crowds. When she went to the temple with him, just uh, not very, you know, a couple of months old, a month old, she comes and she's greeted by Simeon and Anna, and, and Simeon says, this is the one, right? I can die now. And of course, Simeon did say something kind of funny about how a sword will pierce her heart too. But I wonder if she took that seriously. People hailed him as king of the Jews. He could do amazing things. They cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know what that means? It means save us. Jesus was greeted as this hero. And I wonder, Mary must have thought the same thing. And everybody did. He's a hero. He's going to do amazing things. He's going to save us. He's going to rescue. He's going to get rid of Rome. He's going to get rid of evil. He's going to get rid of all that's bad. And just welcome in this awesome, wonderful kingdom. And he's going to wear a crown. And he's going to have robes. And he's going to have servants. And uh, everything's going to be so awesome and glorious. And now she looks up, and there's a sign above his head that says, King of the Jews. There's a crown on him and thorns. And he's lifted up, and everyone's looking at him. They're making fun of him, yelling at him, almost angrily. You could save everybody else, but you couldn't save yourself. One more miracle and we'll believe. And Mary must have for a moment thought, what, what's, what happened? Who is this Jesus? This miracle baby? Why a cross? 
And we might look at the service the same way, the Palm Sunday and the joy and all these things and kids waving and the parade we usually have, right, to maybe a home. And now we're supposed to be dour and sad and looking at the same Jesus on a cross. And maybe you look at your own life as we're supposed to be the children of God. We've got this beautiful church and all the wonderful things that God promise us, promises us. And our webpage has happy people on it and everybody's great. And now we're sitting here in a pandemic and I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know who to believe. I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to get sick tomorrow. And I'm supposed to be happy, holy week, how much God's for me and how much he loves me. It doesn't add up. These weird juxtapositions of suffering and, and glory, of I'm loved by God and yet things are bad in my life. I'm supposed to be saved, I'm supposed to be this great Christian, and yet I'm a sinner still. I have terrible thoughts in my head. I'm supposed to rise again from the dead and I'm dying. This is the Christian life. This is not a strange little blip, the pandemic, suffering. This is actually it. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not it. It is what it is for now. And that Jesus who's on the cross is supposed to be there. And the Marys and the mothers of the sons of Zebedee and even his own mother, it's not a mistake at all. It is actually the greatest heroic act done by God. Greater than even creation. Greater than what you might call the, the Big Bang and all these amazing things spread out infinitely across the universe is the single local body of the Word made flesh on the cross. Crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me of all people? And finally, it is finished. And in the suffering of the king and in his wounds, he saves. As the crowds chanted, Hosanna, Hosanna, they had no clue what they were really saying. He wasn't just going to get rid of the bad guy. He was going to get rid of the bad us. And not through punishment or wrath, but by taking the punishment we deserve. Even those people that are yelling at him, mocking him, he took their punishment they deserved on the cross. And the king and the hero didn't kill bad people, because that's us. But instead, he allowed himself to be killed. And just as he said, he says this in John, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. And he wasn't talking about miracles. And he wasn't talking about glory and just beautiful things that go just perfectly well. He was talking about suffering. He was talking about his suffering for you. Because that is the center of Christianity. The suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The cross is not a mistake. The cross is not a little pothole on the road to joy and success, but the cross is the center of the universe. It is the center of God's heart forever, by the way. Because when Jesus rises again, he still bears the wounds. 
The cross is the center of our relationship to God and it's the center of how we have life today. The cross, Jesus' cross, his suffering for us, given to us for free. As a wonderful hymn writer writes, the cross is our glory. And so as I invite you to meditate upon this hero, this king, I want you to understand from now on, the cross is the center of all theology, all understanding of God. God's act of absolute sacrifice and giving through his son Jesus for pompous jerks like us. And in that we are saved. And in that blood of the Son of God, you are forgiven of all your sins. And now we live in that cross. And we live in a weird juxtaposition too, don't we? We are saved by grace. We're children of God. We're washed by the blood of Jesus in the waters of baptism. We are saints, Paul calls us. But don't get too big of a head thinking that you can leave the cross. Oh, I'm saved now. I'm going to go on and do good works and great things and just be a better person and a better person and a better person. Like the cross is only for you for the beginning of your life. I got that down, God. I think we do that, right? I got that down. I understand. I'm saved. The cross is great. But now let's move on and live this resurrected life. The cross is always the center of our life. Because we need it all the time. Every morning, we wake up and we don't say, what more can I do? But instead we say, Lord, forgive me. What have I done? <laughs> the cross remains at the center of your life. It's how we understand God and it's how you understand yourself. So I invite you today and the next day and the next day to begin relishing in God's sacrifice of Jesus for you every day in forgiveness and repentance and the joy of knowing it's wiped clean by the blood of Christ. And you can never hear that enough, see? I love this Holy Week season, but really, it's every day. Holy Week and Easter, that's every day. Dying and rising. Repenting and being forgiven. That is our life today. But it's not the end. Because glory is coming. It is not coming today. Today we suffer. And yet somehow, just in Jesus' death on the cross, God takes our suffering and does amazing things to it. So that we look back and say, that actually was, as Winston Churchill said, our finest hour. But this Jesus that we crown king and we praise and we look at on the cross rises again indeed, as he said. And we will too. We too will go through the suffering and we will go through the cross as we are and we will rise. And it will be okay. And that cross and that resurrection is the center of our hope today, yesterday and tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.